Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk ABM with me, Declan Mulkeen, CMO of account-based marketing agency, Strategic ABM. ABM is one of the hottest B2B strategies right now, helping companies to win, grow and retain their most important accounts. This podcast allows me to spend some time talking to account-based marketing leaders about their ABM programs and share their insights with other B2B marketers, wherever you are on your ABM journey. Okay, so today I'm joined by Guy Phillips, who's the Head of Enterprise Marketing for EMEA at Autodesk. Guy, thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, Declan. So Guy, you've been involved with ABM for a number of years now, uh, both agency side and now obviously client side with Autodesk. What's, um, what's been the greatest challenge for you there moving from, uh, from the agency side to client side? Yes, good question. I, I it, probably not a challenge as such, uh, but I think a, a, as an observation, um, it's it's a it's a it's a bit of a culture change. Basically, uh, wh- when I was agency side, we always used to talk about the quality of the brief uh, and how important that is. Coming um, onto the client size, uh, I, I I do now realise how challenging it is sometimes to write an ABM brief. You know, ABM is a is 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 a real time activity and things are changing you know all the time day in day out uh, our our relationships particularly with our largest enterprise customers are 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 always on so writing that brief and getting it right um is quite tough and the agency side you're quite insulated from that in a way i mean you obviously when you've got a good relationship with the client you understand that they'll share some of that with you but um um, it's it's not always as clear as to what's going on inside the organisation. So um, that uh, that's something I'm now obviously much more aware of, which is which is useful and as and an interesting learning exercise from my point of view. Yeah, and so with that kind of insight from both the client side and and the agency side, what advice then would you either a give a let's let's start. What advice would you give a client working with an agency, and what advice would you give for an agency working with a client? Yeah, interesting. I think I think um, having as clear uh, it's still the same thing from a client point of view. I think having as clear and as well documented an ask for the agency as you can is is important. If you need the agency to be consultative and to to um, uh, effectively help you drive that brief, then again you kind of need to give them the room and as much insight to do that as possible there's as i say there's lots going on inside the client organization which the agency mm. will only know based on what you tell them um and and if i was agency side again i would i would i, I would my questioning would be better i guess in terms of talking to a client about what's really going on and what's driving the requirements on their side um Obviously, a lot of what agencies are used for is execution, but sometimes they're they're used for strategy and execution, and and having that clarity, I think, is really important. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you, with you there, guy. Really, and that's what comes from building those really, you know, strong relationships, both from a client with an agency and an agency with a client, right? And really, you know, we always see it as being, you know, yeah. uh, as, as an agency being being an extension of the client rather than being an outsourced vendor and the more you can actually make that relationship work the more you'll actually benefit well both parties will will benefit um let's let's let's, everybody everybody talks about trusted partnership oh sorry go ahead 
No, I was just going to say everybody talks about trusted partnerships, but actually, you know, developing that and working at it is is a two way thing, and, and that's really important to 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 make sure everybody is still focused on that. Um, uh, we talk about that all the time in account based marketing, right? Of how we're trying to build trusted partnerships with customers, um, and I think the same applies with the agency and client relationship too. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's dig a little bit more into the ABM strategy there at, at Autodesk. Um, can you paint a picture for us, kind of, you know, industries, types of accounts, the mix of programs, just an overall kind of picture of of, um, of what you're doing there? Um, of course, yeah. I mean, well, I guess it's probably as you would expect, actually. I mean, anybody who knows Autodesk um, or, or at least, you know, has a look at our website, um, we'll see that we're a big organization with a, a, a vast and complex product uh, offering. Uh, we serve a number of industries and, and you know, a, a huge range of work that we do from things like Hollywood blockbusters all the way through to, you know, the, the, the biggest infrastructure projects in, in, in the world. And I think that that spread of um, being a complex product-led business um, gives us a, a, an obvious industry and solution approach. And that's always driven a lot of our success. Um, and then we have that kind of typical matrix across a sales organization and a marketing organization that supports it. So I, I work in enterprise uh, customer base, the largest customers that we, we work with uh, globally. Obviously, I handle the EMEA portion of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that's 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 then reflected by other sales tiers and other go-to-market channel and partners and all that sort of stuff that, uh, that, that again, as a big enterprise organization, we rely very heavily on. Um, I think culturally, because because we are a, uh, a very physical company, I mean, we're a software company, but we help our customers produce very physical things um, with the exception of those, those movie and game uh, markets. Everything else is is a very tangible, physical thing that we produce. So I think culturally we've been very uh, physically orientated, and I think um, you know I, I I still regret in a way that I haven't been able to get over to the Autodesk Gallery in San Francisco, which showcases the work we do for all of our customers uh, and 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 how we help people using our tools to design and make you know fantastic things. Um, I've seen the photos, but I think it would be a lot better to go, to be there in person. Well, I'm sure, Guy, that time will come not in the not-too-distant future. So, obviously, ABM, you, you, you can have, obviously, several objectives of, of an ABM program in terms, you know, whether you're looking to to penetrate a client, whether you're looking to win a, a, new, a new client for the first time, whether you're looking to change perceptions uh, within within a, a client base, etc. But at Autodesk, where do you see it working best? Is it on the client acquisition side or on the customer expansion side. Um, yeah, another good question. I think again, given the scale of what we do, um, I think we see strong success in both areas. Um, obviously, in my space as an enterprise uh, marketer, then a lot of what we're doing is in is in kind of customer expansion, working working mm-hmm. closely with the customer to help them develop and use um, our tools better um, as as a SaaS company or primarily a software company we've we've got that com- commitment to developing our products constantly to 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 really make sure that there's that um superb fit with with what our customers challenges are to what our tools can help them do and so from that point of view we we have that kind of constant dialogue requirement with the customer base so so we're very fortunate to have a loyal 
very engaged customer base. Uh, Autodesk University regularly gets over a hundred thousand people every year, and so I guess I guess that level of sort of expansion of usage is is kind of baked in, but it's still not something we take for granted. So we have to continually to work at it. And also, I'm guessing that you're always bringing new new solutions to the market. So you need to obviously use ABM to make your customers aware of all these new solutions and obviously to kind of, you know, cross-sell, upsell, right? Yes, that's right. I mean, uh, and and not only um, through development, but by acquisition. Um, we've we've mm. grown enormously in just in the last couple of years by acquisition as well. So also talking to our customers about how they can use our tools better and as we develop those tools, but also as we acquire tools, how they fit into you know the solution mix and and how they can um, get the most out of working with those newly acquired tools as well. Um, yeah, so and I think that will continually evolve as we become more of a platform-based company as well. Yeah, so I think that there's uh, people don't necessarily realise, but there's a huge educational element to to ABM, um, which kind of separates it from other kind of demand gen tactics, right? The, the ability to kind of work really closely with your customers and, and hold their hands, so to speak, and to help them to learn how, how, to, how to, to, use, to use your product or your solution better, right? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, and again, maybe that's a particular um, focus in, in a software business where, mm. uh, as you say, um, you know, your products are developing all the time, you know, every every month brings an, a new release of some new extra feature or improved feature. So you could never take it for granted that however loyal your customers are, that they're just going to automatically consume and understand that. I think keeping that awareness and educational piece going uh, as part of their learning and development and their uh, best practices is is so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about, you know, there's, there are many kind of moving parts to a successful ABM strategy. Um, and obviously, many of the previous guests that I've talked to on Let's Talk ABM have highlighted the importance of account insights. And I know that's a, a particular area that you're, you're, you're passionate about. Um, and, and I think also one of the things that's kind of come back has been the fact that it can be a costly area, both in terms of time, investment, and indeed, if you're using an external uh, resource to do those account insights, it can also be costly from that point of view. But what do you think that account insights provide and, and, and do you think the investment is worth it? Um, well, that's a, that's a very leading question in many ways, isn't it? I mean, the best things in life are free, somebody once said, didn't they? But uh, I'm not sure that applies to things like marketing and sales. Um, I think uh, pretty much anything that's worth doing is going to cost you some sort of time or money. So um, uh, for me, you you get what you pay for in this context. I think account insight um, and and you know any form of insight actually account and stakeholder insight is is always worth it from my point of view. The more the more you you focus on it and the more you invest in it, the more whatever you do afterwards is is better, right? It's more tailored, it's more personalized, it's more accurate, um, it's more effective. Um, but sometimes you know the best things do come for free i think uh, one project i was working on recently um there was a new stakeholder who who came into focus um and and we really wanted to work out how to connect with them and we found out that somebody inside the organization had actually worked with them for quite a long time previously and so just by joining those dots and 
actually then having a conversation with somebody internal, we were able to find out quite a lot about the, the, the person we were going to going after to talk to. And I think, you know, that's, that's its own form of insight, which is about working your network and understanding the network within your organization uh, as effectively as you can as well. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good example. It's a bit of detective work, right, to be done. Um, almost like private, a, pri a private eye, but not 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 prying too much into the uh, into the personal life of the of the people you're looking to work with and, and to engage with. But as you said, in a company like Autodesk, with the thousands of employees that you do have, then obviously there will be those connections that exist be be between people moving around, right? Yeah, it's, it's the oldest cliche, isn't it? But most industries are actually quite small and incestuous industries. And, and you know, we've we, traditionally we've always recruited uh, out of industry. We've we brought people in from the customer base and therefore that that likelihood of somebody who works within Autodesk, particularly in one of our kind of product or, or go to market areas, is probably quite well connected to the customer. Um, they may not be as focused from a sales and marketing point of view uh, on trying to talk to those customers, but I'm sure they have a, a relationship and an engagement with them that we can that we can leverage and, and, and utilize. And ignoring that or not exploring that is 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 you know a, a waste of time and money in in a different context uh, uh, than than just spending it on something you put in a drawer later. I think that's that's where insight kind of gets a bad reputation because you know you kind of invest in it and then it gets put in a drawer. Um, any form of market research in that context, there needs to be a commitment to use it before you spend the money on it. No, I think it's a very good point there. And I think that what we find at the agency is that it's, it's obviously doing that insights work is absolutely invaluable for the client and also actually for the agency in order to build better campaigns, better, better strategies, better messaging, better routes into those clients or prospects. But as I said, as you said, you've got to really take the time to actually look at what what's actually being produced and seeing how you can actually use it. I think that's a very good point there, Guy. Um, one thing that we were talking previously uh, before this recording, one thing that you said to me that really kind of I kind of wrote it down because I just thought it was a really interesting quote. You said to me, there's no real rocket science to ABM. It's all about the execution. Tell us more about your thinking there. I, I love I love that kind of quote. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a uh, it's not my soundbite, by the way. I mean, everybody. I think everybody who's been doing ABM for a while starts to realise that ABM is just a super version of putting the right message in front of the right person at the right time. And I, I think that's been proven many times to just be good marketing. Um, <laughs> so I don't think I'm saying anything controversial when I say that um, ABM is. Is, is I say just is just about doing that level of groundwork to get you into a position to make sure that 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 message is as finely targeted as it can be and that person is the absolute right person and timing you can never control but what I find is that by doing the insight by doing the groundwork by working closely with the sales teams then you're getting that timing as right as you can um, mm. because you're you're working in conjunction with people who are talking to the customer all the time or at least are more engaged with the customer, particularly in the enterprise space, right, um, than, than you can possibly be in marketing uh, with, with uh, I mean, I work across 167 accounts. I can't possibly know all of them in, in the same detail as the salespeople do. Um, and um, I think ultimate, ultimately we come back to what what I think ABM is best at, which is about putting the customer's 
voice into the conversation as much as possible. So flipping it, flipping it classically from what we'd like to talk to the customer about to what do they want to listen to? What do they want to hear? And how can we make sure we join those up as best as possible? Um, and I think that's, you know, I, I always talk about, and, 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 and I stole this off a, a, a previous employer, so copyright them, the, the insight to action uh, a phrase, you know, the, the, the point about the insight is it, it enables you to improve the quality of that ne next action. And that really is why ABM is so much better than, than just standard marketing in my, in my humble opinion, because it, it ensures that that next action is as tailored, is as accurate, is as personalized as you can possibly make it or afford it to be, I suppose, is the other point, right? So uh, depending on what your budgets are, that will control that level of tailoring that you can afford. Is it is it off the shelf? Is it customized or is it absolutely bespoke? And and that's usually a budget conversation. Yeah, well, that what you just said there leads nice into the next question I had for you, which is um, around demand generation and ABM. There's obviously a lot of talk about that. Are they, this, are they the same? Are they siblings? Is ABM a subset of demand gen? What's your take? Where where do you sit on the on on this in this debate? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think, and and you know, I I'm I'm a big believer in the in the in the the capability of the the the, the ABM platforms that are out there. But in in many ways, they've they've muddied the waters about what ABM is because they've taken it from that pure one to one context out into um, a one to few or a one to many context, and that's why again it's sort of almost become about just doing B two B marketing really well. Um, so, so there are so many flavors of ABM now, uh, and I think that's because we're trying to we're trying to redefine ABM in in whatever context we want to come at it from. Is it about retention marketing? Is it about expansion marketing, as you were talking about? Is it about influencer or advocacy marketing? And these are all subsets of abm because abm has kind of become a uh you know a kind of a substitute for b2b marketing um i think ultimately it goes back to um what are you trying to do are you trying to catalyze a change in the account which is where i see demand generation sitting or are you trying to um activate or jump on something that is already going on in the account and trying to make sure that your your business is 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 in that thought process, which is which is a more typical lead generation process, I guess. And for me, the whole point about ABM is that it's usually about trying to stimulate some sort of change. Is it about improving the relationship? Is it about improving uh, improving the perception of your company, or is it about improving the speed or growth of pipeline? And that's where ABM, with its roots in one to one, is much more closely aligned to demand generation. I think. Yeah. No, very interesting points there, Guy. So just a couple of questions to finish off on now. Um, we often talk about ABM as being a journey. Um, you know, some people, you know, equate it with uh, being a marathon, etc. cetera. But um, with any journey, you can have, you know, you can take a wrong turn, you can go down the wrong path, you can get a flat tire, etc. But what has been your greatest learning from those kind of ups and downs that you've had on your ABM journey? That's it. That's actually if you've had some ups and downs, but maybe, maybe, maybe you've had a fantastic journey and it's all positive. But what would you say have been those kind of moments, those kind of greatest learnings? Yeah, I mean, ABM is, ABM is full of super highlights, isn't it? I mean, the you know the first hundred million deal that I worked on 
with with one customer i mean it's just it's super high to feel as though you've been influential and had an impact in that sort of a result um by the same token you know you know i, I can't remember who said this but you know i think it might have been a churchill kind of quote which is you know treat treat uh, success and failure with the same level of equanimity basically so you know you're you haven't been that influential in a success and and you're probably not totally responsible for a failure um so work out work out as best you can and 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 i'm a big believer in learning as much as you possibly can from from both success and failure why have you succeeded why have you failed what could we do differently um what can we make sure that uh, sorry what can we do differently in the case of a failure and what can we make sure we can try and double down on in the case of a success and i think those are the those are the things that apply to everything really they don't just apply to abm they apply to anything you do um i think and 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 this comes quite easily for me, I guess, because I'm a I'm a logical driven person. Uh, some people are, are very kind of um, uh, ruled by their heart rather than by their head. So my my strength in many ways is I don't get too vested in what the success or failure was. Go back and try and learn what that point of departure was. Try and learn from that point of departure and try and not to repeat the same you know mistake again. That's that's always the that's always the cliche, isn't it? Is try not to repeat yeah. your mistakes. Um, and and if you can do that more often than not, then then ultimately you'll have you'll you'll get that success rate and that strike rate better over time. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of questions just to finish off with now, Guy. What do you think? What do you think is the hardest part of ABM? Hardest part of ABM. Where do we start? Right. I mean, um, sales alignment, measurement and attribution, getting executive support internally, um, making sure that everybody is fully aligned to the program and knows what they're doing. Um, <laughs> it's it's it, it's a, it's a long list, arguably, because there are so many elements of what makes a great ABM campaign. But um, I think I think it, for me, it's slightly linked to, to to your last question. Really, is you know if 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 we think of ABM as a constant evolution, so what did we do last time? What worked? What didn't work? How can we improve on that with either planning or execution? Um, you know, I think that's 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 the hardest part of ABM because we're almost programmed to move on to the next quarter. You know, what are we doing next quarter? Let's let's not worry too much about what we did last quarter. Let's just move on to next quarter. So mm -hmm. being able to find the time and 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 almost have that rigor to do the wash-ups to understand what worked what didn't work and then take it forwards is the hardest part um you know organizationally as well as within abm um mm. and i think that's 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 where i see it always being a challenge is we're always we're always moving on to the next thing we're not really looking at what we learned from the last thing mm. Mm. that's really i mean i think it's really quite important as you said to try to look back and that's, everyone's always looking forward, but try to look back really and assess what went right, what went wrong, what did you learn, and try to apply that. Going Again, forward. hands up, I'm a historian. Hands up, I'm a historian, right? So I'm programmed to try and learn from history. That's uh, that's uh, that's part of my uh, my my makeup. Not everybody's wired that way, but for me, it's it's really important to try and do a, a good job of, you know, having having done something to try and learn what worked, what didn't work, and then work out how we can take that forward as best as possible, and you know. With what's been going on in the last few days in Europe, it's a great example of where we never seem to learn from history, and mm -hmm. uh, that's for me. That's always one of the saddest things in in our life and in our society generally. 
um, not just in a business context, that uh, we we sometimes don't do a great job uh, organizationally and culturally of learning from history. Mm. No, I, I definitely agree with you. There. That's, a, that's a deep. That's a deeper thought than just about ABM, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, and I think I'm, I'm a real historian, history buff as well, and I've got I'm just surrounded by loads of history books here. So I I, I think we could we could have a separate podcast episode around around history if you'd like um i've got one one final whenever question you'd like you definitely. <laughs> what one final question for you guys um phone rings friday evening you've just you're about to open a bottle of wine because you, you, you've had a tough week and you're looking forward to a, a little glass of something and then the phone rings it's an old colleague of yours from one of your previous companies and they say guy i've just been told i've got to launch an abm program and they want me to come in next week and start talking to them about it um, and they say, I just need some advice. And so what's that one piece of advice you give them on that Friday evening, just before you pour yourself that glass of that glass of wine? Uh, well, I'm glad you've, yeah, I'm glad you've given it that sort of a context really, because giving people advice is always a fairly dangerous game to get into. But if I know them well enough to be blunt, then that's uh, that's mm. a good place to be. I would say don't, don't, encourage anybody to start an ABM program until they know exactly what the business problem is that they're trying to fix, right? You know, uh, this is, this is, for me, this is the whole point about uh, ABM is it's, 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 it's not a platform, a tool or a tactic, or even a strategy. It's an approach to your business sales and marketing challenges. And therefore, unless you know what the business sales and marketing challenges are, just jumping straight into ABM is, is kind of a dangerous thing to do, I would say. Um, it's a it's an approach that needs the business, the sales teams, and the marketing teams to all be completely aligned in what they're trying to do, and so therefore I think that's the first place to start. Make sure that everybody's on the same page of that complete agreement, complete alignment on what the what the the business is actually trying to do, and then and then you can get started with the perhaps more challenging questions about what platform, what tools, what tactics, what strategies to employ. Um, that that's kind of the fun bit, I guess. But unless you're really aligned at the start, then don't 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 even begin um that's that 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 advice might get more more and more blunt depending on how much wine i've had i suspect but there we go <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna say you definitely you definitely earned that could, you might have got to the half of the bottle by the time you finish giving the advice actually <laughs> quite possibly yeah i imagine so Good stuff. Well, listen, Guy, thanks so much for sharing your ABM journey with us today. Uh, it's been great to, to learn more about um, both your, you know, the, the agency side and then obviously now the client side. And I wish you every, every success for the future. And thanks for your time today. No, thanks, Declan. It's been a pleasure. Some really good questions and uh, some, some quite thought-provoking stuff there as well, which um, um, hopefully I haven't been too cliched in my answers about. Thank you, Guy. If you enjoyed this episode of Let's Talk ABM, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Feel free to rate and review this podcast. Thanks so much for listening.